about who Yochavet was, Yochavet's essence was Yeros Hashem, Yeros Shemayim. That was what she was all about. The main thing the Pasuk says about her is Vitirena Hamiyalus as Hashem, and the, and the, the, her reward was the Kahuna and the Levia. She was the one who stood up to Paro, and she was the one who gave birth to Moshe Rabbeinu. And if you put it all together, and you think about in a total picture of who Yocheved was, Yocheved's main goal was to bring Hashem's Kavod and the awareness of Hashem down to this, down into this world. I'm Shawnee Cooper, and you're listening to the Jewish Women Podcast, where we discuss biblical women and see what they can teach us about being a Jewish woman in this big, confusing world. Today, we're discussing Yocheved. Who was she? Why does she have so many different names? Why is her real name only used in conjunction with her son, Moshe Rabbeinu? And what can we learn from her? Yocheved... For, you know, for those of you who know, is the mother of Moshe Rabbeinu. She's Moshe and Aaron and Miriam's mother. Um, she is very important while not being mentioned terribly often. The first time we see Yochaved being mentioned at all, or alluded to in the Torah, she's alluded to as the number 70, the 70th Neshama who entered, 70th Nefesh who entered Mitzrayim with Yaakov and his family. She was born at the gates. She was the last one of Yaakov's family born when they entered Mitzrayim. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Medrash, says that. Who's child is she? She's Levi's daughter. Yeah. She's Levi's daughter. And she, so that's the first time we hear her mentioned. Uh, and she's not mentioned by name at all. It's just she's, she's mentioned as the 70th Nefesh. Um, the next time we see her mentioned is in Shmos uh, as Shifra. Right, she's mentioned as one of the Mialdos. So that's very interesting because that the Pesach talks about her significantly, but it doesn't say her name. It just calls her Shifra. So the, she's called Sh- so it was Shifra and Pua were the two Mialdos. And Rashi says that Shifra was Yocheved, and he says the reason why she was called Shifra. You know, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why she was called Shifra. Rashi says she was called Shifra because Mishaferis as a as a blood, she would make the the babies beautiful, right? So she would, when the baby was born, she would clean off all the blood, and she would, and a lot, and then the 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 I think it's the Medrash or the Gemara. Um, I don't remember who also who says, but it's also from a lesson of Shpoferes, which is a tube, which is a lot of times when the babies weren't breathing, like sometimes, you know, the babies are bored and they're, they're, they're either their mouth are, are clogged with, you know, fluid or for whatever reason, like the babies weren't breathing. So they had this, this tube that she would blow into to clear the airway and that would get the baby starting to breathe again. So this tube is, is a lesson of Shpoferes, which was called Shifra, because she gave life to these babies by breathing into these tubes. Uh, another reason she's called Shifra is because Chazor Lashufra, right, it was right after this that she gave, that she returned to her youth to give birth to Moshe Rabbeinu. She was 130 years old. So she pulled a Sarah and she was, you know, in order to give birth to Moshe Rabbeinu. And um, the Gemara cites that another reason, which is that Kali Yisrael multiplied during her days, a lesson of Puru so therefore she was called Shifra um, because because that it was it was in her schos that caused her multiplied so much their parubish too, which is very interesting. We're going to discuss that. Perhaps the word shifra mean that. It's just the same lashon as like paru and shifra come from a similar yisof, mm-hmm. like the similar the word is a similar mm-hmm. word. So she was called shifra. This is her schos. 
Yeah, which is a whole thing that I also would like to discuss. Okay, then the second time we meet her is in Shmos, um, in the next parak where she's called Bas Levi at the beginning, where you know Amram and Amram and Yochavet get divorced. They have Mir- they have Miriam and they have Yochavet, and then they get divorced, and then Miriam gives her Navua, and then they get back together. So when the puzzle, when they get back together, it says <coughs> Bas Levi. So. She's called Bas Levi there, and then she remarries Amram for the second time, and then they have she gets pregnant with Moshe Rabbeinu. Then, in a few psukim later, when it's talking about finding a someone to nurse Moshe, so she's called so then uh, she's called Aim Hayelet, and then the next passage is called Isha, and then you see her in. Um, Vav, right, which is four parakim later, the first time she's mentioned by name, which is in direct correlation to Moshe Rabbeinu's Yechus. It says she's mentioned as the mother of Moshe Rabbeinu, and she's called Yochavet. Right, it says Yochavet married Amram, Yochavet Bas Levi married Amram, so she, Amram was her nephew, and she, uh, they married each other, and then they, uh, and it's, and then it goes through Moshe Rabbeinu's Yechus. So I thought it was very interesting that she's mentioned many times in the Torah, but she's not ever mentioned all different names. And she's not ever mentioned by name unless it's in direct relation to Moshe Rabbeinu. So she was a great person in her own right. She was the daughter of Levi. She was Shifra. She was one of the Mialdos who stood up to Paro and really made life, made life better for Kali Israel in Israel during the Shibud. She was 130 years old when she got pregnant with Moshe. So she was no youngster. She had a whole life. And, you know, to the point where um, the, the Gemara talks about about Yocheved and it says that there is machlokas as to who Pua was. So Rashi quotes the Gemara that says that Pua was Miriam, but not everybody holds that way. Some people hold, yeah, some people hold that Pua was Elisheva, who was the wife of Aaron, right? But either way, right, Elisheva, Aaron was only three. So even if Elisheva was older, she couldn't have been that much older than him. And the, the, the Medrash says that Miriam was five. So either way, and, and both, all the opinions agree that Shifra is Yochaved. So whoever you hold is Pua, Yochaved was there. And Yochaved was the main one. She was the adult. She was the, she was the, the leader. She was the one who led the, this, you know, not, it wasn't a rebellion against Paro per se, but this, you know, standing up to Paro. And it says, you know, Vatirana, they, 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 they fear, yeah, Vatirana Mayalis is Hashem, that they only feared Hashem and they didn't fear Paro and they were willing to stand up to Paro. That all came from Yochaved, who was the adult in this situation. So, but yet you see, she's never referred to by name unless we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. So I just thought it was a very interesting question as to why is it that her identity is so wrapped up in Moshe Rabbeinu when she had an identity completely of her own. Like we don't see that so often. Like Miriam, her daughter, is mentioned by name very often, often in relation. And and you, you we know Miriam's kids, but like you kind of have to go searching for them. She's not known for her kids. She's known more for what she did. And a lot of the women that we've spoken about, I would venture to say most of them are not, even if they had great great children are known for what they did. So here we have someone who actually was, yeah, like, so, so it's true that her son was, that her children were Moshe Aaron and Miriam, but you also see that, that Yocheved was a very powerful, strong 
woman in her own right. So why is it that her name is only mentioned in reference to her children? I just thought it was very interesting. And then also, like, why all the emphasis on Shifra, right? And why all of the different names? And, like, what is the significance of all of these different things that she's called? So I just thought it was a very interesting question. It turns out nobody else thought it was an interesting question, <laughs> except for us. So we had to like, like my husband is like, God bless him. He was like, he's been like for like the last like three days doing nothing but looking up Yocheved and asking every person that he sees by Yocheved. And so what we came up with basically is a very interesting idea that the Medrash, um, when the Medrash talks about why Yocheved was called Shifra, the Medrash says that, that Shifra, Yocheved, established Kali Yisrael to be for Hashem. Right? For whom the Shamayim was created, like the Pasuk says in Eov, Baruch Shamayim Shafra, that his spirit set up, the, that with his spirit he set up and beautified the Shamayim. This is what the Medrash says, that's the Medrash. And it's a very interesting thing, that it, the Medrash says that, that Yocheved was the one who established Kali Yisrael to be for Hashem. Right? It was through her, she was the midwife. She had access to all of the women of Kali Yisrael. Also, remember, at this time, Israel were procreating at a rapid rate, so there was tremendous need for midwives. So she literally had access to everybody in Israel. And she, her main, the main point that the, that the Pesuk can make about her is that she was God-fearing. And what she did is she spread this fear of God through the women of Israel and throughout Israel, and she established Israel to be for Hashem, which is a tremendous thing to say because that was the whole point of us being in Mitzrayim. Klaizel were in Mitzrayim in the first place in order to cleanse ourselves, in order to be ready to receive the Torah and to be Hashem's nation. And you see that the Medrash says that Yochevod was was a really integral part of this. And to the point where she's called Shifra because of what she did. And she and 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 what was her reward? That Paruvayishutsu, that Klaizel expanded. So, and then the Gemara, right, also says later on that the, when the Gemara is talking about, the, when the Gemara is talking about, you know, El, Miriam or Elisheva, or who's the second one, and it's talking about them fearing Hashem, right, it also mentions this same point, that what does it mean, Vayas Lehem Batim, that the, the Pesukim say, you know, that they feared Hashem, and then Vayas Lehem Batim. Now Rashi quotes oh, the Gemara, just that they got the Bate Kahuna and the Bate Levia, and then Miriam's reward was that she got the Bate Halucha, right, she got, Miriam got the kingship state in her family, and Yocheved's reward was that the Kohanim and the Levim are always going to stay in her family, which is another very interesting hers because her daughter is married exactly right so her her so what was it's interesting to know that like what's her reward right Yochavad what so let's just take a look at Yochavad think about Yochavad for one minute she what was Yochavad's reward right Yochavad literally put her life on the line for Kali Israel and her reward was more members of Kali Israel that was essentially her reward, right? It's Paruvi Yishutsu. That's why she's called Shifra. And her reward is, her reward was, was this Kahuna and Olivia. So how do you understand these two different things and these two different parts? So I thought it was very, very interesting. Because if you think about who Yocheved was, Yocheved's essence was Yeros Hashem, Yeros Shemayim. 
That was what she was all about. The main thing the Pasuk says about her is Vitirena Hamialus as Hashem. And the, and the, the, her reward was the Kahuna and the Levia. She was the one who stood up to Paro. And she was the one who gave birth to Moshe Rabbeinu. And if you put it all together and you think about in a total picture of who Yocheved was, Yocheved's main goal was to bring Hashem's kavod and the awareness of Hashem down to this, down into this world. That was her main goal in life. That was the only thing that she was concerned about. So she was, she did everything that she could in order to increase Hashem's presence. And she did that through standing up to Paro, through encouraging the women, through all the different things that she did as the Mialedes, right? As the, the uh, midwife, she did that in order to increase Hashem's presence in this world. And even taking care of Klal Yisrael, she recognized the fact that Klal Yisrael were the ones who were going to be the nation who was going to exclusively reveal Hashem's presence in this world. The Jews are the ones who spread the name of Hashem in this world. And she was able to recognize that. She was able to recognize the fact that she had a pivotal role in shaping this this newborn nation and she took her role very seriously and so she did that through helping these women give birth and through spreading the word of Hashem and through making and through standing up to Paro she was afraid of no one but Akarish Baruch Hu. and so who was her son who was her son was Moshe Rabbeinu. What is Moshe Rabbeinu? What is, who is Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe is the one who brought the Torah down from Shamayim, right? Yiras Shamayim, Yiras Hashem, right? We call Yiras Hashem Yiras Shamayim. Why do we call it Yiras Shamayim? Because that's what we're doing. When we bring awareness of Hashem down into this world, we're Ke'ilu living a godly life. We're living a life, Ke'ilu, we're in heaven. So that's what it means, Yiras Shamayim. So she, spent her life trying to spread the word of Hashem and trying to help Klal Yisrael to see what was important and to increase Kvot Shemayim. And as a result, her son was the one who did who forevermore will be known as the person who brought the Torah down from Shemayim onto this earth in order that we should be able to forevermore fulfill our mission of increasing Kvot Shemayim. So why is her name only mentioned in relation to Moshe Rabbeinu? Because that is her legacy. That is her legacy. Her legacy, her what she did as Shifra and what she did as Bas Levi and as Haisha and as Aim Hayelen and all the things that she did leading up to the birth and rising of Moshe Rabbeinu was all to prepare Klal Yisrael for what Moshe Rabbeinu did. She did everything she did in order to prepare Klal Yisrael to be the ones to spread Hashem's word. To be Klai Yisrael. So she, so her ultimate reward, what, what is the Kahuna and the Luvia? The Kahuna, the, the Kohanim are the ones who, who keep and guard Hashem's presence in this world. So it's so befitting that that is her reward. Her reward is that her children will be the ones to, to, safeguard Hashem's presence in this world by doing the Avodah in the Mishkan and in the Beis Mikdash. That's her ultimate reward. And her son, who is, is the one who brought it down from Shamayim. So the only time in the Torah we see Yocheved, we see her name Yocheved, is in relation to her son. Because her greatest legacy 
was her son and what he did for the world. And she, everything she did in her life was leading up to that. So why was she so mad at Miriam when Miriam took him and, you know, put him in the basket? Wasn't she mad at him? Why is she mad? I don't think she was. No, she was supportive of that. Yes, yes. Oh, it was Amram okay. who was upset. Oh, okay. Amram was upset because he, Miriam told him a nevuah, she, she gave him a nevuah that Moshe was going to leave Palisrael. And based on that nevuah, he went and married Yilcheved. And then they had this baby who was then out to be killed. So Amram's like, got angry at Miriam because he's like, what are you telling me? But this? that's not shot also. That's not That's not Oh, okay. Yeah. But this, but no, Yocheved was not. Yocheved was very supportive of this. So she, so I just thought it was a very interesting. It's a, it was a very interesting lesson, right? That we live. The reason why we're here, the reason why we exist, is to increase social mind. That's the reason why we exist. Now Yocheved was an extreme. She literally was so selfless that her reward, her reward was that Kalal Yisrael should do better. That was her reward. Like, she couldn't think of anything she herself wanted. Her, her, the, the greatest thing Hashem could have done for her was to make Kalal Yisrael successful and strong. So that's like a level of selflessness that I don't, that I, I personally am like not sure to that. <laughs> however, like, however, the, 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 the lesson, which is, which is to live your life with an awareness of Hashem, I think is a poignant one. So that sometimes we get bogged down in the details of our lives. She was a midwife. You don't get much more bogged down in the details than that. You know, she was, you know, burning labor, blood, guts, and babies are some of the things that are the most gashmiest thing that you could think about. That we get, we get bogged down with the mundane details of our lives. And it's very easy to lose sight of why we're here. But when you learn about Yocheved, it reminds us that we were put here for a purpose. And the reason why is to be Marbekochamayim. So it behooves us to think about all the different things, especially as Pesach is coming, which is such a spiritual time. And what is it preceded by? Is by cleaning, getting down on our hands and using cleaning the corners, right? And, which is very, very mundane. And it behooves us to remember the reasons why we do all that we do is to be Marbekochamayim. So when we get down on our hands and knees to clean our the corners in our kitchen to get all the grunts out, we should remember that by doing this, we are being Marbakocha Mayim in the world. We are. Because we're making our homes clean to make it a place where Hashem Shechina can rest. And that is a very holy thing. That is a very, very holy thing. And when we live our lives with this awareness of Hashem, then that is when we can bring the Geula. Like you see from Yochavet, she lived her life with this a complete awareness of Hashem. And her son was the one who saved Kalisrael and brought him out of Mitzrayim. And so when we do this, when we live our lives with Hashem, we are in the same time. We're on the cusp of the Geula. So when we all, if we all live our lives with an awareness of Hashem, then we will be Zochet to bring the Geula. That's how we will bring the Geula. Right? Bringing Hashem into our lives and everything. Mm-hmm.